Hi, it's Rating G. What a year so far, huh? I did my predictions at the beginning of the year. Have not been back on, so you haven't missed anything. Uh, but we certainly have had a lot going on. Many of you are dealing with weather or have dealt with weather, and some of those are in the predictions as far as the West Coast goes. And the snowstorms up east, and um, we'll have some more coming. We have a lot more coming, uh, actually. We've been kind of blessed the last couple of years. The United States hasn't been hit by big hurricanes, but uh, watch out this year. And they're and they're going to be weird, very strange hurricanes. Because of the condition of the Gulf, with its cracked floor and its uh, its oil droppings that are still everywhere, and the fact that the shrimp fishermen and the other fishermen are not out there and the oil rigs are not out there like they used to be. We have the Chinese, of course, drilling in the Gulf because they're allowed to, but our people still are not allowed to. Um, the energy is horrendous. What you see going on all over the world with Egypt and Tunisia and, uh, oh, I don't know, all kinds, even Australia, Albania, um, a lot of chaos and upheaval, a lot of anger. You know, the United States, for as much as I love it, and I do love my country, has made some big mistakes in its history. And instead of correcting those mistakes, our government and our leaders try to fix them, like they try to fix health care instead of just getting rid of it and starting over again. They try to fix things, and depending on which ideology they're following, they'll fix something for a few years and then change it back and make it worse again for a few years and change it again and make it worse in the long run. And it's not so much what they're doing to our country, although they are this time destroying it as much as possible, but what they have done all over the world. And one of the reasons that we've been interested in Egypt today is because of the Suez Canal. If you see where Egypt lies, I mean, the Suez Canal is right between Egypt and Saudi Arabia. America, Americans, were the ones who found the oil in Saudi Arabia. And then we made deals. And said, we'll, we'll buy the oil from you at a discount um, if you allow our trade to go through the Suez Canal and protect it. And eat, okay, so Saudi Arabia, the, the uh, royalty there, it becomes more royal every day. You saw oil go up, I think, $8 a barrel within about two hours once the rioting in, in Egypt became more apparent to everyone. Um, and we've had Egypt, which, you know, I mean, the home of the pyramids. This is the, the country that also protects the Suez Canal and tries to keep the most radical of Islamic factions from turning the whole Middle East into uh, an Islamic terrorist state. Uh, they, they work with Saudi Arabia in many ways to protect Israel. Um, doesn't make Iran happy, but they and they're not democracies; they're dictatorships. And we, as as Americans, not not the people, but the government, have supported those dictatorships um, with deals, backdoor deals, as usual, backroom deals. 
to make sure that they protect the canal, we give them money. So we have put in billions and billions of dollars into Egypt. And, of course, we provide billions of dollars to Saudi Arabia, which is one of the reasons that we don't drill for oil and use our own resources the way we should here. This Obama idea of spreading the wealth around, I'd like to see some of that wealth over there get spread around over here, actually. But we have a problem. We, we somehow do not know how to use the resources that God has given us. Instead, we finagle and we deal-make. Um, we look for Sputnik moments to make ourselves better. And, and I don't think that those who are doing this even realize what better is. They don't know. If, if it hit them in the face, they wouldn't know when they were best. They wouldn't know when they had it perfect. They wouldn't know that one instant, that one moment in your life when everything is perfect for just just a blink, if that. And then it goes out of balance again and things start changing. That's what our world is all about, is changes. People in Egypt are crying out for change. You have to be careful when you do that because you don't know what you're changing to. Look what happened to America. The fools who listened and, and out of their own desperate selves hoped for change and then they got it but nobody had told them beforehand what they were changing to now there are still 38 percent or so of americans who believe that socialism communism a communist america is better than what we have now have they ever been to a communist country no have they ever lived under a dictatorship no do they have any understanding of true history and what has happened globally with socialism and communism? Mostly no. The the young that we have among us, anywhere from zero to 35 years old, weren't even taught about Russia. They don't know about the USSR. <laughs> In fact, if you say USSR, they'll look at you dumbfounded. What the hell was that? They don't know what that was. And they know they're supposed to bow to Mao. But do they know about the millions that Mao killed? Do they know any of the history? They don't. But 38% still say, I love this agenda. I want this agenda. I want this progressive communist agenda in America. That means getting rid of God, destroying the family, destroying your morals, spreading the wealth, leveling the playing field doing what's right social justice in their minds what is socially just is it socially just to take one person's life who has worked all of their years whether it's 40 50 60 or 80 and turn it upside down because you think that someone else's life who sat back and took drugs and didn't care needs to be level with theirs well, many of them think that's how we're supposed to do things. And we have a big problem here. And it's going to take a long time to fix. We also have a big problem monetarily, economically, because of this level of playing field, massive, uh, I don't know what you call it, larceny that has gone on, where we have stolen money from all the coffers to spread around. And there are people, again, 
in Chicago and L.A. and New York who say they took advantage of everything Obama gave them. They got Obama's stash. They used it. They're still going to use some more. They're taking advantage of free health care, and they want a free car, and they want a free house, and they're going to make sure they get free everything. Look in the mirror, people. I'm shame on you. Are you proud of yourselves? Do you look in the mirror and see that person looking back at you and say, Oh boy, I know how to finagle the system. I'm so proud of me. I've done exactly what God put me on earth for, and I'm proud of what I've done. I'm taking everything I can get for nothing. You're the same people who go to church and pray to God and praise the Lord. The same people who take your children to church and tell them to praise the Lord. But you'll get on a bus and hear somebody talking on the phone that says something you don't like and you'll jump them and beat them to pieces in front of your children. And you'll go home and, and get on the internet or on your cell phones or your Blackberries and you'll text each other and call each other and say, you know, do you know how to beat the food stamp system so I can get ten times as much because I want to go on a trip? Do you know how to beat the system? Not realizing that you're part of that system and that in the end you are going to lose. Because not only will you die poor, not only will you die young, but when you get up to the big reflecting pool, whether you think you're going to heaven or hell, doesn't matter. When you get to that reflecting pool and you have to look in it, there'll be nothing looking back at you but shame. I feel sorry for you. This is what you think your life is supposed to be. And I don't want to hear, oh, white people made it that way, and they hurt the Indians, so Indians are that way, and they hurt the blacks, so blacks are that way. Look around you. There are many, many, many of all denominations, all colors, all all, all uh, backgrounds, all everything, who have made it in their own minds. What did they work for? They had a dream. They said, I want three kids, a house, a car, good job, and I want to like what I'm doing. And there are many of them, black, yellow, red, poor, who came from poor backgrounds, who have done just that. Because they're not in the land of gimme, they're in the land of opportunity. Over in Egypt, everybody makes $2 a day. That's why they're fighting. That's why they say we want freedom. We want the freedom to become all we're capable of being. So they're fighting the police and they're fighting their government and they want Mubarak gone. 30 years. 30 years. The people who are in the streets are around 30 years old on the average. All their lives they've, they've lived underneath this tyranny and now they want to stop. The problem is, is that the Muslim Brotherhood, of course, would like to help them so that they can take over. And, and that's what we don't want to have happen. So there's a fine line going on right now. Uber is going to leave. He's already sent his family and everybody out of the country. He knows he has to go. Who's going to be in charge? Who knows? But we have to be very careful that it's not the Muslim Brotherhood. Now, all you Islamic people out there... <clears throat> Within the next 22 years, one in four in the world will be Muslim. In the United States, we will move up to 18 to 25 percent Muslim. That is scary to me. And you can say Muslims are peaceful people. 
However, I know the Quran better than that. I have read it, read it, had it read to me, explained to me, and read it again. I've read different parts and gone over and over and over and over the meaning and the, the interpretations and then read it again. And the problem is that all the parts that I read in the front don't mean anything because as soon as you read the back, they nullify everything in the front. So even though the beginning of the Quran says, we are a peaceful nation, we are a peaceful people, the last whole hundreds of pages of the Quran say, kill all infidels and convert all to Islam. So it nullifies all the beginning. So even though we have peaceful people in the United States who say they're converting to Islam, uh, why would you convert to a religion that says kill everybody who's not? Where have you been? And if you think we're supposed to be a country that does that, why are you here? If you want to be in a country that does that, go to one. Just like if you want to live a socialist life, go there. There's lots of countries with wide open arms waiting for you. Why take a country that came from an idea of independence and each person becoming all they could be with the right of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? That's all they were given for free. And when it wasn't given from the government, it was given from God. You have the right to life. You have the right to freedom. And you can pursue happiness. That's all. That's all. You don't have a right to terror terrorize everybody else. You don't have a right to steal or lie or cheat or kill or maim or rape or even covet. Because... That whole idea of independence was under the divine guidance of God. So they followed the commandments and they said, okay, we want a nation that knows that God helped us become that nation. And within that understanding, we want a nation that knows there are basic rules, not laws, just rules. Don't steal. Don't kill. Don't lie. Honor your mother and father. Honor God. Save one day for the Sabbath. Don't kill. Don't steal. Don't cheat. Don't do any of those things that make us not the best people we can be. Instead, we've become a nation of soulless, lost zombies. You know, Glenn Beck had a program the other day and he, and he, couldn't under, he doesn't understand why people are turning this way. And I, I wrote him and I said, you know, not only have we destroyed, or they, the progressives, have destroyed the family. Nobody comes home for dinner and sits around the table and talks. If they happen to be home for dinner, it's lucky if they talk. They're not sitting around the table anyway. They're sitting in front of the television or the computer or texting while they're eating. Um, so there's no interaction in the family, and that's what the progressives wanted. They think the children should be under the control of the government. And then they wonder why there's problems with children now. I'm proud of mine. Thank God she's twenty, going to be 24, and she's not six, because I, I don't know how I would deal right now with a six-year-old in school, in the school systems, and dealing with all the things that are happening today. I don't know. 
I'm, I'm glad I'm older. <clears throat> My mother, who's going to be 87 this year, is extremely glad she's older. She's very convinced my father would be turning over in his grave. <clears throat> he was a pilot in the Air Corps. He fought in World War II. Automatically, our country was attacked. Therefore, you go to war and you defend it because that's your family. He's part of the melting pot. He said, you know, somebody's hurting my family. Did he want to fight? Did he want to die? Did he want to kill anybody? No. But his family was hurt, so he went to protect them. We don't have family in America anymore. Nobody cares about each other. Everybody is so apathetic and so into just me still. I did a podcast, God, must have been over two years, almost three years ago. It was called All About Me. And it's always all about me. How do you do that? How do you live in a world and think the whole world is all about you? And how do you lie on your deathbed and look back at your life and say, that's who I was, all about me? How do you do that? And feel good about who you are? How? I mean, I'm serious. I'm... I'm getting to the point where I'm almost lost because I, I, I don't understand anybody. I don't understand how 30, 40, or 50 percent of my country agrees with an agenda that is communist and socialist. That agrees to robbing and stealing money from hardworking people. That agrees to, you know, negate God. That believes that uh, social justice is the elites, the power elites like Obama and Van Jones and Pelosi and all them should have all the money in the world like royalty because they helped to bring about this change we've all been waiting for. So they're allowed to do whatever they want. Who believes this? Why? How can half of my country believe that? Do they understand it all? Well, we've got some people in office now. We're going to try to repeal Obamacare. And everybody says you can't. Well, because everybody's getting used to it already, because you're already used to it. You haven't seen anything yet. You haven't seen any of the negative stuff from this bill yet. So thank God we have some people in Congress who have looked at it and read it. And until you've read it, don't don't rebut me, don't email me, don't ask me, don't call me, don't do anything. Until you have read that bill inside and out, and you can explain every section to me, don't even respond. And don't go tell everybody how good it is, because you have no clue. I've read the health care bill, 2,218 pages of it. I have read more than a dozen times. Have you? Have you read the financial reform bill? Did you read the stimulus bill? Did you read the recovery bill? Did you read Obama's budget? Not the one from this year, because it's not out yet, but the one that he put out in 2010. Did you read it? Did you see all the little regulations and extra laws that were written into things that shouldn't be there? Did you see how regulated you're going to be? Have you been to China? Have you been to Venezuela? These are our role models. Go there. Oh, you can't afford it because the economy's so bad because of Bush. It wasn't just Bush, babe. Got news for you. You look at Fanny, Freddie, Frank, Barney Frank, Pelosi, Dodd, Chris Dodd, Obama, Bush, and any and and uh, Franklin Reigns, 
and a couple other people out there that I, I can't even think of their names anymore, but you look at them and you see how they set this up for collapse. You see how they did what they did. And they should all be in jail. And anybody that wants to come and arrest me for saying that, you come on. Come on. You come toe-to-toe with me. They should be in jail. As far as I'm concerned, for life. And maybe because they've caused the death of so many. So many households. The death of so many businesses. The death of so many careers. The death of people because they've stressed them into the grave. Maybe they shouldn't even spend life in prison. Maybe they should just be executed for what they've done. And this is a global, worldwide thing. Don't forget George Soros. And don't tell me, oh, he's a terror. He was a survivor, a Holocaust survivor. Nobody should say anything about him. Baloney and bullshit. The man has manipulated governments and money all over the world. And if you are in a country right now where you're suffering, look to him. If you're in a country right now whose, whose uh, economy is upside down <clears throat> and is being infiltrated by radical Islam, look to him. That man needs to be arrested and he needs to be executed. He has destroyed countries of people. And he is still doing it. Look him up. Look at his books. Read what he says. And his last one, the biggest problem with the New World Order, where there's one government of 20 people like him who decide everything for everybody in the whole world, is America. We're the one that's holding up the works. Because we believe in freedom. And we believe in the opportunity of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So those who want to destroy that, once you do, if you do, not on my watch, you're not going to, but once you do, sometime in the future, what you have to look forward to is in Venezuela or communist China. Those are two I want you to go to. So we have a lot we're going to go through. I hope that you're prepared. I hope you have a solar generator and, you know, rain barrels and zero water pitchers and uh, an ice maker. I, I got a, a real fast ice maker that I can plug into the generator and make 24 ice cubes every five minutes and things like that. That you've got your food supply and you can get dry food. You can go on the website, earthwalk-usa.com, and click on the generator icon that's there on the right side of the, of the home page and you can go through all the different things that you can do to survive um, survival kits and evacuation kits for that time when like 9-11 2001 when two planes hit two buildings some people who were very close left quickly had no idea what to take with them or how or when the sudden rainstorms in Brazil hit everybody and put them under mud the people around them ran and had no idea what to take with them or how. Or the rainstorms in California that suddenly became floods and knocked houses off their bases and sent them down hills. What do you take with you? The fires that you were in Berkeley. The floods in Australia. The volcano in Japan, which I have talked about in the... Uh, both this year and last year. Volcanoes are going to erupt that haven't erupted for dozens, if not hundreds of years. And you have two minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Lucky, if you can see it coming, maybe you've got a couple hours, to get out of town with your kids and, and whatever you need to survive. Now you're going to run. You're going to get in your car and go, right? 
just drive wherever and get away from wherever, fine. As long as gas isn't $20 a barrel, I mean $20 a gallon. You saw how fast gas went up, or oil went up today? You ain't seen nothing yet. If this all continues in the Middle East, you can look at $10 gas, no problem. No problem. By March, mm-mm, $10 a gallon. Meanwhile, everything else has gone up, cotton, so I hope you've gotten your clothes and your shirts and everything that you need because you won't be able to afford them pretty soon. Um, corn, more than 50% of our corn is being used for ethanol for electric cars. Can you imagine Obama the other night when there was a terrible snowstorm and he, he couldn't take the helicopter from Andrews to the White House, so they had to drive. And it took an hour and ten minutes in slow, snowy traffic. Thank goodness he wasn't in an electric car. Or that all the people in front of him weren't in electric cars because they would have run out of charge and they wouldn't have anywhere to plug in. They haven't thought about that, have they? But again, they're the, they're the elite, so they wouldn't have electric cars. If we're going to have electric cars, why aren't they solar? So that no matter what happens, as soon as the sun comes back up, you'll charge back up and be able to go somewhere. Why don't you have moon roofs, sun roofs, why not solar roofs? Nobody thinks of that. You know why? Because then they couldn't charge you for the little charging kiosk that GE is doing. GE, that's Government Managed Corporation. Or GE, Government Electric, like Government Motors. Um, that's what socialism is, by the way. Socializing all the corporations. That's first. And then you take control of the financial industry. You take control of the media. You make sure you have control of the family. That's, a, that's Michelle Obama's job. <clears throat> you change the textbooks. You change education. You build an army of youngsters who believe in you and, and say your name and, and uh, chant everything that you tell them to do. And then within a certain period of time, you've got your... You're very socialist, communist country that's full of social justice. <clears throat> that's what we're heading up against. So please be prepared and and share with people. Don't be afraid. You got nothing to lose anymore. You have no friends to lose. If you were going to lose them, you lost them. If you've already lost them, too bad. Uh, everybody's excited because the stock market is way up there and blah blah blah. Well, be careful. Don't be jumping in right now and saying, "Oh boy, we're going to get all our money back." A lot of illusions going on and a lot of play stuff going on. Uh, they love to get you all excited to get the market up there and then scrape it off the top. We are in such debt that once <clears throat> our credit rating is cut, that market is gone. So please don't put all your savings in there. Uh, don't put all your savings in the bank. Don't put everything you own into gold either. I mean, diversify a little bit and be ready. Have I mean, you could say, oh, I've got $1,000 in an envelope, so whatever happens, I can take $1,000 with me, unless those dollars are worth anything. I, I don't know. Um, but at least be prepared to have food, water, shelter, power, so that you can stay clean and eat and drink water and live. Make sure you have essential oils with you. You can click on the oils link on our site. Essential oils can purify water and, and um, treat and cure all kinds of bug bites and stings. Um, all kinds of things within your body, including cancer, but any bacterial or viral or fungus or algae things that you might run into in, in your survival trek that you're going to be taking. 
you have essential oils with you and you've got it made. Nobody else is going to have those. And if you think you can get to stop by a local hospital or pharmacy, the pharmaceutical companies aren't going to be around because we're going to have government pharmacies now. You, you know about that. Obama wants the, the government to go into research and development of drugs. <laughs> I trust that. How about you? Oh, boy. Anyway, okay, it's uh, about 3 o'clock in the morning. I stay up late. I do a lot of work. I, I um, work on a lot of different sites. And I watched everything that was happening in Egypt today and tried to help people understand what it meant globally and what it meant to America, um, what it will mean. It's daylight there now. But we need to think globally and we need to get off the everything is about me stuff and stop the apathy. It's serious. It is very serious what is happening. Can you? And somebody said, well, but we can't do anything about it. Yes, you can. Because just your energy of understanding, when you get educated about what's happening in the world and you use that energy to help educate others, it changes the energy around the world. Instead of apathetic anger and fear, we have courageous power. And that courageous power stops evil. You know, Moses standing up on that rock with that stick. <laughs> Everybody thought he couldn't do anything, but he had courageous power. It comes from someplace much higher than us. So believe in that. Believe in you. But believe in the humanity. And, um, and share all these things. Don't be afraid of somebody getting mad. Don't be afraid to bring it up. A friend of mine said the other day she was with two friends and I said, oh, what, you know, what you talk about, blah, blah, blah. And so she said they, she couldn't talk about politics because one of them is on one side and one's on the other. And I said, next time you go, I'm going with you. Because I will not let people sit in silence because they don't want to be confronted about their ideology. And I will confront them and in a nice way, but strong and firm and courageous, boldly confront them say, okay, you want socialism, tell me why. And then we'll, then we'll discuss it. And maybe somebody will learn something. And maybe we can move on from there. Okay, this is Raina G. Go to earthwalk-usa.com. Earthwalk is one word, dash usa.com. And make sure that uh, you look at the books there, too. The, both the Forget the Cures, Find the Cause books. For the sale of each, $1 goes to the Wounded Warrior Project, and that helps wounded warriors and their families. We're way behind on quota. So if you can share that with people, tell bookstores to order those books. Every time you do, and they, a book gets sold, a dollar goes to that project. I get 18 cents, so I'm not making any money on it, as usual. But um, make sure you share that information, too. Till next time, this is Raina G. Thanks for listening.